0: Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm glad you joined us today. We're in a series on the book of Genesis. Today, a new name. We've been studying about Jacob, but God is about to transform his life, and He can do it for you, too. So I'm glad you're with us for Hope Sabbath School. Welcome to the team. What do you think of the series on Genesis? Absolutely amazing, and I'm excited, as you can tell, because one of our team members, John, is going to lead our study today on a new name from Jacob to Israel. I'm excited, actually, because this whole series is being taught by our team members. You say, Derek, why are you doing that? Answer: We would like to inspire a thousand young adults, and maybe older adults, to say, I'm going to print that outline, and I'm going to start an in-depth class in my area. We'd be really excited to hear from you that you've been inspired to do that. We're also excited because we're offering you a free gift. We're offering you the book, Patriarchs and Prophets. Just go to our website, hopetv.org. In the middle of the screen, free gift button click on it, you can get this amazing resource in more than 20 languages you could choose from, or in audio, and it's a great companion to our series on the Book of Genesis. So, take advantage of that, and we know you'll be blessed. Well, in addition to the team you've already seen here in the studio, we've got some remote team members joining us from farther afield, from quite a long way away. Puya, good to see you from Hawaii. Always good to have you. as a remote team member on Hope Sabbath School. Rodney, you're joining us from Toronto. Good to see you again. And Travis, joining us from Michigan. Travis, always good to see you. We're going to have a great study today, and we're glad that you're here as we study together. Always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members. Here's just a few notes. This one really hit me, John. Cipriano wrote from California and said, I have tuned into Hope Sabbath School every day since I discovered it when I was on my deathbed at age 25. Oh, wow. Wow. I was succumbing to heart failure and liver issues after many years of drug and alcohol abuse." Ooh. Twenty-five years old. Wow! But nothing is impossible when it comes from our Father in Heaven. Amen. I am now Praise 34 gone. years old. Wow. Do the math, that's God. nine years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah and blessed to be alive today despite all the odds stacked against me. Praise God, and may He bless all the Hope Sabbath School team members."
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: The Lord was working through your Bible study, and God saved my life. Wow. wonderful. I had less than a 20% chance to survive my condition. I thank Christ every day for the second chance at life and revealing Himself to me through Hope Sabbath School. Wow. Praise wow. the Lord. Wow. This program's been a blessing, a guidance, my church and my family all wrapped up in mm. one. Amen. Amen. You can imagine how I felt when I got this wow. email. I was powerful. like
3: Hallelujah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so powerful.
0: I've been clean and sober for many years. Mm. And I've turned my life over to Christ. Amen.
4: Amen. And
0: it's been my dream to join Hope Sabbath School Sweet. to help share the word of God. Much love. Cipriano. Well, Cipriano, I want to thank you for writing to us. Amen? amen. Yes, that, got amen. A br- that brought a lot of joy to us yes. and to our media team mm-hmm. and to Hope Sabbath School members all around the world. God bless you, Cipriano, and we're praying for God's continued blessing on your life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Greater. just a short note from the UK, that's my home, homeland, we enjoy watching Hope Sabbath School with our family. Thank you, because now we understand the Bible better than we ever did. Right.
2: Praise God.
3: Praise God.
0: Mm-hmm. Continue blessing Hope, us, Hope's channel. We need you. Well, Greta, thanks for writing from the UK. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here's a note from a donor in Georgia, and the donor writes and says, "'Thank you for sharing God's Word through teaching. I have lost my sight in one eye, mm-hmm and can only see a little bit in the other eye. Mm. It's been hard adjusting to this loss, Mm. but I've come to discover the blessing in exchange." Mm. What do you think the blessing is that this uh, donor discovered? Mm. You're listening, aren't you? All right, here we go. With full sight, I would multitask while watching Hope Sabbath School and would not get all the benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with limited sight, I take time to pause, focus on the entire hour, and my hearing sense is fully engaged, mm. Mm. I am now blessed beyond measure to study the <laughs> Word of God with you
5: praise God. and
0: pay oh, praise full God. attention. <laughs> Pray for me that God mm. will allow the sight I have left not to deteriorate further mm. so mm. I can maintain a level of independence." So, I enclosed is a donation mm-hmm. to continue spreading the gospel for all to know about Jesus. Amen. May God bless you for your studying and sharing, and a donation of $100 Praise to God. bless the ministry of Hope Amen. Sabbath School. Yeah. I just want to My say church. thank you, donor from Georgia, and God bless you. Mm-hmm. And God has given you some spiritual sight that many with perfect physical sight don't have. So, right. God bless mm-hmm. you on your journey, and I'm so thankful the day's coming when God's going to make all things new. Amen? Amen. Amen? But if you're watching and you're saying, I'd like to help, too, go to our website, hopetv.org hopess click on Find That Donate button and say, I want to be part of the miracle, and God bless you for doing that. Anna writes from Fiji. They normally say, Bula, Bula, (laughs) greeting. I want to thank Hope Sabbath School for the great Bible studies. My family listens every Friday night, and the songs are beautiful. It's my prayer that the Lord would bless this ministry. Vinaka. Vekalevu, That means thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One last note from uh, Titus in Zambia. Mm. I think half of Zambia is watching Hope Sabbath School. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. I watch Hope Sabbath School on my smartphone, writes Titus. Yep. I love the way that you present the program. My God, may God continue working through you. See you all in heaven soon. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so happy to hear from each one of you, our Hope Sabbath School members. You might say, Derek, you don't need to hear from me, but actually we're really encouraged, aren't we, when we see what God's doing through an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. Right now, we need you to sing with us. It's becoming one of my favorite songs, written the words under inspiration by the Sons of Korah, Psalm Mm -hmm. 47. My wife put a tune to it to help us remember it. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph the Lord Most High is awesome. He's a great king over all the earth. Let's sing it together.
4: Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. To God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great King over all the earth. For God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great King over all the earth. For oh, God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Up to God with a voice of triumph for the, the Lord most high is our he is, he is a great King over all the earth. He is a great King over all the earth. He is a great King over
0: all the earth. Well, I just want to praise the Lord today as we, as we study, as John leads us in the study of a, a new name. It's not just a new name for Jacob to Israel, He gives each one of us a new name. So, God bless you, John, as we study today. Thank you,
6: Pastor Derek. Uh, This is an exciting study, so we're so good to be together and to look at a transitional point. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. Has there ever ever been a meeting that you have dreaded to be a part of or (laughs) dreaded to go into? An encounter that you dreaded. It's been about 20 years since Jacob had deceitfully stolen the birthright from his brother Esau. And now we're going to see some events that are leading up to an encounter, a dreaded encounter of Jacob with his brother. And so let's uh, open our Bibles today. And let's start in Genesis chapter 32, verses 1 through 8. Genesis 32, 1 through 8. And Jason, would you read those? It would
2: be my pleasure. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And the Bible says, So Jacob went on his way, and the angels of the Lord met him, When Jacob saw them, he said to them, God's camp. And he called the name of the place Mahinion. Verse three, then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau his brother in the land of Shear, the country of Eden. And he commanded them saying, speak thus my my Lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, I have dwelt with Lebanon and stayed there until now. Verse five, and I have ox oxen, donkeys, flocks, and males and female servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find favor in your sight. Then the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we have come to your brother Esau and he has also in coming to meet you and 400 men are with him, verse seven. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two camps. And he said, If Esau comes to one camp and attacks it, then the other camp which is left will escape." Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
6: So, Jacob is dreading this encounter with his brother, but what do you see, the circumstances that precipitated this encounter that he's going to have, actually, with the Lord? What do you
5: see? Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Jason. Well, verse 1 tells us the angels of God met Him, so already <laughs> God is preparing Him, no matter what His situation. God's, and, and God was with Him when He left Canaan, and God is still with Him now here as He's returning to Canaan. Mm-hmm. So, God's still preparing the situation for Him, even if Jacob is worried about how it's going to turn out.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. You know, John, I, I was interested, the, the, the word mahananim literally means two camps. But it's not the two camps that Jacob thought he was so clever making, so half of his family would survive if one was attacked. It's the two camps of his camp and the Lord's camp.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and that's, that's a transition he's got to make in his brain. But I think right now, he's still kind of maneuvering, position.
7: Yes.
6: And Travis, what is he anticipating? What do you see Jacob's anticipating here?
7: Well, you know, <clears throat> I guess we could question why he would even be afraid. I mean, so much has happened to this point, right? But I think it gives us courage. You know, we're going to see God come through for him again. But the fact that Esau's coming with 400 men, yeah. he's frightened for his family. Um, he, you know, he's lost his faith in God now. Um, it seems at least for, for, a, for a time. And, um, and, and I guess putting myself in his circumstances, I, I think I would be afraid too. I mean, you know, just having a family and some animals and then 400 warriors are coming, uh, it seems to get you. It would probably make me quite afraid as well. Mm. <laughs>
6: yeah. And Sabina, what speaks to you here?
3: And also a few chapters before that we have studied in our previous class. We know that Esau intended to kill Jacob after, you know, they had some differences and he um, stole both a blessing from the father and the birthright from Esau. So, I think Jacob is anticipating that maybe his brother had not forgiven him, Mm -hmm. and that now he was coming towards him and his family with all this uh, army of 400 men. So, I think he was very, very afraid.
6: Do you think that the echoes of his brother Esau have been echoing in his mind for 20 years? Mm -hmm. And so, Jacob is going to find himself alone after sending his household off And what do we see? Laura, would you read for us chapter 32, verses 9 through 12?
8: All right. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Jacob said, "'O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, "'Return to your country and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. I am unworthy of all the loving-kindness and all of the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he will come and attack me and and the mothers with the children. For you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered.
6: Mm. Mm. Puya, let me ask you, what impresses you about this earnest cry of Jacob's?
1: Mm. Uh, the verse 10 impresses me the most because in verse 10 he recognized that he's not worthy mm. to receive the blessings of God based on his own experience, I believe. So here, what I'm seeing from the life of Jacob at this point is he understands what grace is about. Grace is something that we neither deserve, uh, right, nor you know something that is rightfully ours. It's a gift, and I believe that's, that's really crucial here. Jacob understands what grace is all about. Mm.
6: And Stephanie, as you're looking at uh, Jacob's prayer, um, what speaks to you?
9: I thought the humility, along with Puya, but I also felt like he was, he called on the name of the Lord anyways, and then he claimed the promises, so he knew, he knew the Lord. He knew what his character was like. Mm
6: -hmm. You know, we're discovering here that Jacob is certainly a character that is all too human, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but who, in moments, of vulnerability can put implicit
10: trust in God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rodney, what speaks to you? Just would like to follow up on Stephanie's point because what I sense at this point is Jacob maturing spiritually.
4: Yeah.
10: We will see that he's not totally there, and we never totally get there. But he's he's getting there slowly within his relationship with God. First of all, he cried out to God for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I sense that he's 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 changing. He's getting closer and closer to God. In fact, he confessed, as we heard, um, a, a number of the other members indicated, he confessed to God that he was afraid, and then, and he needs, and he says, God, I need your help because I can't fight four hundred men plus Esau, right? I mean, but please, I'm asking you for deliverance. So you see some mature spiritual maturity
6: in Jacob at this point. you sure, Yeah, you sure do. And the next few verses tell us that He's going to send some gifts along with some servants. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewe lambs, 20 rams, camels, and donkeys. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think He's trying to do here as He's sending these gifts
7: on ahead, Travis? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I actually want to make a comment, I think, that's relevant to the, to the last uh, comment or question. And that is, I love that um, he kept saying to God, you said, you said. Yeah. I mean, he repeated that over. And, and that gave me hope um, that when I claim the promises of God, that God will come through. We just read in a previous study, Isaiah fifty five eleven, where he says his word will not return void. And the fact that here Jacob is in a stressful situation and he's saying to God, you said, you said, and there's such power in claiming the promises of God, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and so you know it's interesting you said he has moments of faith, and you definitely see that in this prayer, but then sending all of these gifts and saying, "Tell him that I'm his servant Jacob and my Lord Esau, I don't see God telling him to do any of that mm-hmm. i i and i I see Myself there, we all have times when we're really strong, and, and, and then we fall back and think, well, what do I need to do to work it out myself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really see him here, even his language, tell him, you know, servant, my Lord, and sending all these gifts. That He's, he's vacillating mm-hmm. between fully trusting God, like Travis said, mm-hmm. claiming the promises, <laughs> uh, and, 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 but I've got to try to work it out myself.
6: Do you see here where he may be trying to appease an angry brother, mm-hmm. and in his mind, a vengeful brother? And mm-hmm. have there been instances in your life where you have claimed God's promises in something, mm-hmm. but, in, but then on the other hand, you've taken measures to sort of cover or protect? Mm-hmm. You had things like that in life, and we see that struggle certainly mm-hmm. in Jacob's experience. Uh, but we're going to see that Jacob would have a struggle this Mm -hmm. night. um, What do we learn about this nighttime struggle? Sabina, would you read for us Genesis 32, Mm -hmm. verses 24 to 26?
3: 24 to 26. Okay, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, chapter 32, uh, 32 of Genesis, and it says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, He touched the socket of his hip, and the sockets of Jacob's hips was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me.
6: Mm. Hmm. So, here we have this mysterious stranger that approaches Jacob. Who is this individual, and what takes place here that leads to this all-night struggle with him. Mm. Lavinia, who who do we know this to be?
11: 20 verse 28 states that the being or the man said, You have struggled with God. So it was God in in the New International Version. Okay. So that was God Himself. Mm.
0: And I'd agree with that, because in verse 30, he calls it peniel, which means, I've seen God face, face to face. To face. Mm-hmm. So, mm. uh, but it's an interesting yeah. discussion. Is uh, we, We're talking even before we began to record. When this unknown being kind of took a hold of him, did he know at that point mm. that it was the Lord, or was he just mm. hanging on for dear life and, and later realized that, that it yeah. was actually the Lord?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah.
6: What we do know is that he, he's wrestling all night, and then he's going to receive uh, a gesture that lets him know that this is some supernatural being. Mm-hmm. And what is that that takes place um, that would be, would stay with Jacob for the rest of his life?
2: Touching him of his hip. Mm-hmm. That's right.
4: Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think everyone heard that, oh, so maybe you can say it a little oh, yeah, louder, the Jason. His,
2: the touching of his hip. Yep. Mm-hmm. And threw it out of socket. It, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Travis,
6: would you mind reading for us 27 through 30, same chapter?
7: And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved.
3: Mm.
6: Thank you. And before we get to the significance of this new name, I want you to think about why would Jacob continue this nighttime struggle all through the night, what is so significant about that and the fact that he would continue this struggle? Mm. Stephanie.
9: I suppose it just came to my mind when he's asking and saying, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And I feel like that is somehow connected with his father's blessing him, but maybe feeling that that blessing was not ratified. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but feeling that uh, the guilt of how he got it by deceit, mm. and that maybe that was preventing a full blessing that he was um, so desiring from right.
4: God. Mm.
0: So, I'm wondering, um, what would be the appropriate, if, if, if I was walking at night and somebody took a hold of me, <laughs> and, and, and I, I didn't know who it was, I thought maybe an adversary, what would be the appropriate response? Cry out, Lord, save me, and the answer there would have been, I am the Lord. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Right? Uh, Mm -hmm. He's not Mm going to lie and say, Well, I'm not, Mm -hmm. Lord, save me. But instead of that, and and Hosea the prophet points out that he struggled in his own strength. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh,
0: I I think if we cry out, Lord, help me, and the Lord says, It's me, (laughs) (laughs) that would have Reframe the story completely, and right. and, mm-hmm, and I, I like what someone said then, instead of fighting, I, I can just cling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hold on, you know, because t- yeah. the
3: Lord loves me.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Right, right.
3: Sabina. I think it's interesting because Jacob, he does recognize that this man he's wrestling with has the power to bless him. So, even though it's a person that meets him in the midst of the night, and maybe he would be afraid in the beginning, he tells him he's not going to let him go unless or until he blesses him. But so that's at a after certain, this, isn't it? Exactly. That- at a certain point in this moment, he realizes that, okay, this person is, is the Lord, like, is, is a special person, and still he wrestles with him, right? He doesn't let this man uh, who is a blesser depart. and. Um, Pastor Derek, I need to agree with you also. I think he he should have had a maybe a more peaceful attitude here. But on the other hand, I also can look at times in my life when I was also seeking for God's favor, mm-hmm. and I would pray constantly. I would keep seeking and said, Lord, even using the words of um, thinking of this promise here, even asking God to change my name, mm-hmm. said, Lord, you know, I'm wrestling with this. I need a response for you. I need your guidance. Please change my name, change circumstances around me. So, I can empathize a little bit with Jacob. Like, I see, I see the, pres- the pressing moment he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And by one hand, I'm, I, I prefer to believe that he was clinging to this person that he knew was a, a blesser. So, um,
6: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, indeed. And I want us to think about the infinite love and mercy of the Lord. In the mm-hmm. question that is asked of Jacob, what does he ask him? What is your name? What is your name? And when was the last time that Jacob had been asked about who he was? Mm. Or his name. <laughs> mm. In
0: the deception, right?
6: In the it's deception odd. of his brother. And his father is asking in him, who are you? And for three times he said, I am Esau. Mm. Isn't it interesting that in God's love and mercy, he brings us back to the point where we may have fallen off the track? so that we can confess and He can restore a relationship. Mm. Amen. Uh,
7: Travis. Well, I think there's so something so significant and beautiful for each and every person, and we're watching this program for myself, in the fact that he gets a new name, and that is not only can God redeem our present and give us a new future, but with a name is always associated a past. If I was to tell somebody today, uh, or, or if you were to ask somebody in my past my um, who I was and they would say my name, they would associate it with maybe some bad things that I have done. But God not only re- can redeem and, uh, our present and, and help change our future, but He can redeem our past as well. And when we get a new name in God, our past has also been redeemed. I think that's just beautiful. Amen.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason, think about the name that was given to him, Israel.
5: What is so significant of Jacob's new name? Well, Israel here has this meaning about struggling with God and man and prevailing. And if you look at Jacob's history, Jacob has had quite this struggle. He's struggled with man, clearly, uh, that battle with his brother Esau. And now he's literally had this struggle with God, you know, in his uh, own weaknesses, not really understanding everything going on, and also this struggle of faith and struggle to trust God. And so, uh, this name of uh, God, giving changing His name, is kind of a, a symbol that look, you've struggled, you struggled with man, you struggled with God, but here, now you can rest in Me. Now you can learn to trust Me, and this is kind of a transition, I'd say, in Jacob's spiritual maturity, where he he has a, a better understanding of what God is asking him to do and to stop wrestling against man, against God, and place himself in God's hands. Mm -hmm. Amen. I want you to think
6: about something in your own life. What would be those moments in your life where you would emulate Jacob and wrestle Mm -hmm. with the Lord, or where you would rest in him, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rest in his presence? Where would be those circumstances in your life Mm -hmm. where you might wrestle with the Lord and then those areas where you would rest in His presence. Puya.
1: You know, when I read through the book of Psalms, I see many uh, chapters where uh, the authors of the book of Psalms wrestle with God by asking Him questions when they don't understand the sufferings in their life, right? So I think those can be moments in our lives where we wrestle with God and, you know, of course, When Jacob wrestled with the Lord, God was, um, of course, lowering himself in the form of a man. Obviously, we know if God wanted to defeat him, you know, how can you wrestle, actually wrestle, wrestle with the Almighty God? Uh, Obviously, I think a better way of looking at this is clinging on to God, not letting him go, even when we don't understand Mm. the the sufferings that we are having to face in our life, if we have to ask those questions at God it's okay to ask them, god why i don't understand but i'm going to continue to trust in you mm-hmm. so i think that's the process here
6: i am all right very good and rodney is there a difference here where there are times where we wrestle with god and then there's times where we rest in his presence
10: i couldn't agree more with puya um there are times and you see it reflected in abraham's life uh when he was uh bargaining, if you will, with God about Sodom, not destroying Sodom if, if you have 50, if you have 40, if you have 10. You see it in uh, Job's life, Lord, what what is this calamity on me? And God responding to him to saying, uh, where were you when I made the foundations of the world? You see it with Moses, where Moses was approaching the burning bush and and the message came to him, you are going to be the deliverer. And he was like, Lord... I I can't speak. You see it over and over again in scripture where the patriarchs, the prophets, the bible characters wrestled with God in that sense, reasoning, trying to understand their purpose, etc. I think that's the context here. Now in this in this case, it's physical, but I think the the message for us here is that there is a place where we can ask God the, the questions that we have. The the notions that bother us, that we can't understand Him. And at the same time, even when we don't get all the answers that we need, as Puya said, we hang on to Jesus for dear life and just trust Him. Amen. 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 So, Jacob has wrestled with the Lord,
6: and now he will be able to face his fears. Mm-hmm. Lavinia, what does the Bible tell us about that in Genesis 33, 1-4?
11: Reading from the New International Version, Jacob looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel and the two female servants. He put the female servants and their children in front, Leah and her children next and Rachel and Joseph in the rear. He himself went on ahead and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they wept."
0: Wow.
6: Let me ask you, what do you credit Esau's reaction when meeting his twin brother? Is this something caused by Jacob's well-planned strategies or something else? Jason?
2: I have to believe that God was dealing with him too as well. You know, on the other side, we see a lot about Jacob, what's going on. He's mentioned he's kind of the main character, but I believe that God was uh, dealing with Esau's heart as well. Mm-hmm. So, He gave him that ability to be forgiving and to lay on his neck and give him a kiss of brotherly love. Mm-hmm.
4: Amen.
6: Mm-hmm. What an incredible, incredible act of God's grace. Amen. yeah, what do you see in these verses?
1: I find it interesting that, you know, God touched the hip of Jacob and it was out of joint. And this probably could have come across to Jacob as a disability. And you probably wouldn't understand why is God causing this? I don't know. But it could be that when Esau, his older brother, saw his brother walking with a difficulty, mm. I believe God could have used that suffering of Jacob to also... You know, touch the heart of uh, Esau, and so the lesson that I take away from this is sometimes you know the blessings of God come through our sufferings, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's all God. God was working on Esau. God was working on Jacob as well. Mm-hmm.
6: And we got to remember that now at this point, Jacob's new name is Israel, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. But you can see that he's he may still be trying to work things out in his own <laughs> yeah. in his own way. Rodney, what
10: speaks to you from this encounter? I'm actually trying to place myself in the position of Jacob, seeing 400 men in front of me, and Esau, my brother, and I'm alone, essentially, walking towards seeing that picture. I'm sure that—I don't know about you, John, but I'm sure that I would be so fearful uh, in that scenario, knowing what I did to my brother, and that my brother vowed that he was going to kill, kill me. Essentially, in this case, um, it's a it's a reminder to all of us mm-hmm. that whenever we have scenarios. Notice I didn't say if we have scenarios. Whenever, because we do, where there's no way out, mm-hmm. no way out at all. But we just have to just ask God for His divine deliverance it this is a story that reminds us that we need to place our confidence and trust in god the next time and i know some of us are going to go through this week that's coming and we're going to have we're going to see our 400 men in front of us and we're going to be fearful the next time let us be let us remind ourselves about the story that god delivered jacob even though he didn't didn't deserve it God delivered Jacob from this scenario, and He will do the same for us. Amen. 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 Amen.
6: You know, friends, we have viewers here, and even in our own lives, who are facing personal challenges. Mm-hmm. And so, speak to us, our viewers, why is it vitally important to have personal encounter with the Lord before trying to find resolution for the personal challenges that we face? Mm. Why is
5: that vitally important, Jason? Well, if we look at the story here with Jacob, um, he tried to create his own solutions, and his own solutions, they're not necessarily bad ones, but those are not actually what will make the difference. What makes the difference in this story, as you can see, is his encounter with God, his encounter with the Lord, and how God is blessing him, and even Esau, all through this process. So, I guess what I would say is we can try to do things in our own strength, but really, any success we have is going to come because of God.
9: That's right.
5: Mm. Amen. Mm. Wow. It,
6: we, as we transition, we're going to see that the challenges in Jacob's family are not over. Mm. But uh, Travis, speak to us here before we transition about what has, why that is so important about that personal
7: encounter with the Lord. Mm. There's something that I see um, really amazing in this story, and that is... You know, Jacob has not been perfect even since his encounter with God. But yet, God still works um, his purpose and still shows him favor. And I just think um, that really shows the love of God in a powerful way. You know, Mm -hmm. I think if he would have just went at it alone, he would have failed. But the fact that he sought God, um, God stayed with him even even through his failures, and he was successful— not because of the things he did, but because God was faithful to him. Mm -hmm. Amen.
6: Challenges will continue for Jacob's family in Canaan. Uh, Let's read uh, Genesis 34, verses 1 and 2. Laura, would you read those for us?
8: All right. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the land. When Shechem, the son of Hamar, the, Hiv- the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he took her and lay with her by force.
6: We're going to see some, something that happens here to one of Jacob's daughters. Why is the story of the rape of Jacob's daughter recorded in Scripture? And we're going to see its aftermath, of, but uh, why would this be recorded in scripture, mm. Travis?
7: Well, when I was first studying this, I thought, boy, this is a lesson for young people. You know, not to to um, stray from their parents and try to to flee from the you know from the um, the um, you know the the guidance of their parents and go hang out with with people who are, not, are ungodly, but then I was kind of rebuked and I thought it's a lesson for me too, um, to choose my friends wisely, to take the counsel of God wisely, because we can place in ourselves in a situation that can get ourselves in trouble. And and she was obviously put herself in a situation outside of her parents' care, outside of the parents' watchful eye, in a place where Satan, um, you know, had an advantage.
6: Mm. Thank you for that. We're going to learn something here. You know, in Genesis 31, verse 13, God had told Jacob to leave this land and to return to his native land. But we see that he hadn't left right away. And then this takes place with his daughter Dinah. How will his children respond to that? Genesis 34, Pastor Derek.
0: You know, John, I was just thinking, because it would be easy to to kind of blame Dinah. Sure. That's like blaming the victim, right? That's right. Yeah. But we would all agree, as Travis said, that it probably wasn't wise mm-hmm. to, one day to hang out with the daughters of the Canaanites.
1: That's
0: right. But um, I, I just want to, I guess, maybe come to her defense a little bit, um, and I would say there are times we may not see the dangers And so, that's why we need to pray. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, ask God, and He gives freely without reproach or criticism, uh, because we could find ourselves in a similar compromising or dangerous situation, maybe just by being a little careless, not that we were looking for evil, Mm -hmm. but we may find ourselves in a difficult place.
6: Yeah, well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sabina?
3: And I also find that that story shows to us what's, how, how is the heart of those who were inhabiting Canaan at that time. So, we know that that's the promised land. He's returning to this land, but it doesn't mean that he's not going to find people there, that he's going to encounter issues that he will have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in spite of having God's blessing and direction, he, they, they face idolatry, they face um, hurt, and here we are going to see that they are facing lots of sexual... Um, seeing as well that is affecting their family. I see.
6: Mm-hmm. Now, Jason, how are uh, Simeon and Levi going to respond to this? Read for us Genesis
5: 34, 11 through 17. All right, Genesis 34, 11 through 17. I have the New King James Version here, and it says, Then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to what you say to me, but give me the young woman as a wife. But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, and spoke deceitfully because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition, we will consent to you. If you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us, and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone." So, the
6: sons make a condition mm. in order to give or consent to the marriage of their sister, and that is the, mm. um, that all of the men had to be circumcised. And then, what did they do with that after? Rodney, if you would read for us 25
10: through 29. Reading from the New King James Version. Now it came to pass on the third day when they were in pain that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. And they killed Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went out. We see that these sons of Jacob took savage revenge, mm-hmm.
6: didn't they, yeah. to avenge their sister. Stephanie, what is your reaction to this deception and then this violence of the brothers?
9: So, I really struggle with this because if we read further, it's not that they just rescued their sister, but they wanted the, what was there to get, and, um, you know, the plumage or, and they, yes, I, I just, they took a bad situation, their sister being raped, and yet, they're using that bad situation to increase their wealth. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that, did they really care about Dinah, as much as they cared about the increase that they were going to get afterwards.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: And then what takes place with that, uh, Laurel, what do you see?
8: Oh, um I was going to compare this story to one of Absalom when his sister also was mm-hmm. violated like that and he mm-hmm. had a kind of a similar reaction here where it kind of turned out to like which became more than just the rape that you know you're talking about like he wanted like a whole kingdom afterwards and mm. the and his brothers wanted loot so it's like they're using that situation to make it worse and to make it evil mm-hmm. especially when these people were actually seem to be open to circumcision and seem to maybe even open to god i'm not quite 100% sure about that but it just it, uh, this story always works to me the wrong way. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Derek, what uh, what do you read here that?
0: So John, it really bothers me. First of all, they're using a sign of being yes. God's special people, oh. mm-hmm. and they're using it as a weapon yeah. with mm-hmm. deceit, which reminds us of the deceit mm-hmm. that's been running through the whole right. family yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the clear intention, someone used the word premeditated, you know, of coming mm. back and killing all of the men. Mm-hmm. And and what troubles me though is that Jacob at the end says, you've made me obnoxious oh. in their sight. Right. Mm. Instead of saying, you dishonored the Lord That's right. mm-hmm. by what you did here. So, you know, back to what Laurel said, certainly the rape of Dinah was a terrible tragedy and and completely wrong but but they're committing uh, more atrocities mm-hmm. and defaming the name of the Lord their mm-hmm. God. Right. It's mm-hmm. really a sad story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which comes back to why is it included? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is the Bible tells the truth. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It tells what happened, and, and we say, well, if God can save broken people like them, mm-hmm. He could forgive us, He could Amen. save us. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: And that is a good point. We see that uh, Jacob was kind of more concerned with how he would appear before yeah. the people mm-hmm. than about the honor of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As we move on with the story in chapter 35 and verse 1, uh, we're going to see that he returns where God had called him. Jason, would you read here for us chapter 35 and verse 1?
2: It would be my pleasure. And I'm reading for the New King James Version. And the Bible says, Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother mm-hmm.
6: many of us have special places that are of spiritual importance where you had an encounter with God where you've met him where you you a place where you knew you may have you were converted mm-hmm. why is it appropriate to return to the place where we had a special encounter mm-hmm. with the Lord
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah,
2: Jason. Yeah, it's amazing though, because I believe the translation of Bethel means a place of worship. House of God. House of, House of, God, of God, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, it really puts in the perspective that He's having His meeting here, you know. And for me personally, to answer your question, John, church, has brought that place, you know, of a special place where, you know, I can meet God, you know, and what He's done in my life and people that surround me that were there when this took place. And it just brings back those memories. It's kind of remindful of maybe a marriage that, you know, maybe a husband and wife went to a special place, a dinner, and they go back there many years after the fact, and they come back and they just, you know, see all what they did and the, the meal that they had. And this is a reminiscence. It brings the, the basically the relationship more closer. And then they make new memories. And so I do believe that this was taking place here.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Amen.
6: Yeah. Travis, has there been a place where God has kind of brought you back to a place of significance
7: when you were facing great challenges? Well, you know, I'll have to tell you that um, the place of significance for me probably is my church family. Um, Because, you know, to be surrounded by friends that encourage you, and, you know, I like going to church, that's a special day and a special place for me. And some of the places where I've had amazing encounters with God are, well, they're out in the mountains or out in the woods, and I don't have access to them freely. But I do like to go to those places when I pass by and, and just thank God for his blessings. But but when I can't, I love to be, have family, um, friends and family that encourage me to stay with Jesus, um, to live for Jesus, and, uh, you know, to, to help me through, uh, you know, the troubles that I face. Wow. Um, mm-hmm.
10: Rodney? You know, I'm looking back at the, the timing in which God told Jacob to, to go to Bethel. It's almost like he needed a reset because the, the, a tragedy took place, and this this story is very troubling to me. This piece of the story, because there's no reference here of Jacob having any, whether it is any emotions, whether it is anger, whether it is remorse, what, whatever it is about uh, what happened to Dinah. Mm-hmm. The scripture talks about what what how the the mm-hmm. brothers reacted, but there is very li- there is mm-hmm. there isn't anything that I see there with regards that speaks to. Jacob how he felt so it's almost God wants the family to experience a real reset Mm -hmm. this is the house of the Lord this is where everything comes from this is where your faith your future your posterity is going to be it's it's that reset moment that we all need Mm -hmm. and as we've
6: said Bethel means house of God we're going to see that Jacob leads his household in a special act of surrender Mm -hmm. Uh, laura would you read for us genesis Uh, 35, 2
8: through 5. All right. And I will read from the New American Standard Bible. So, Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods which are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments and let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So, they gave Jacob all the foreign gods, which they had in their rings, which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak, which was near Shechem. And they journeyed, and there was a great terror among the cities, which were around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob."
6: So, what occurred as a result of Jacob's fully trusting the Lord Stephanie, what, what happens? What
9: miraculous thing takes place? Divine protection. Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: Oh, Absolutely. And isn't
0: it interesting, John, that they, they didn't say, oh, we don't have any foreign gods. I mean, they had been carrying <laughs> the idols with oh, them, right. exactly. just like Rachel, who <laughs> no. stole oh. the yeah. idols and was sitting on them and lied to her father. Mm-hmm. So, there's this idea of, to have revival, it also involves reformation. Mm-hmm. Like, get yeah. rid of all of these idols And then this amazing miracle that you said, that the Lord goes before them as their protector. Mm -hmm.
6: Mm Yeah. And there are some additional blessings that come. Puya, would you read for us uh, verses 9 to 15 in the same
1: chapter? Sure, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob, Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And also God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you, and to your descendants after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him Bethel. Wow, mm. praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs>
6: Isn't it amazing how God mm. comes and He reaffirms yeah, exactly. Jacob's mm. new identity, mm-hmm. His new name, mm-hmm. and He doubles down that He is with him, that He is His God? Mm. <laughs> Certainly, there's got to be moments in your life and in times of challenging times and when you're facing uncertainty where God just reassures us of His presence and of His mm-hmm. promises. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen. We see that demonstrated in Jacob even through his frail experience and, you know, marred with errors. Mm -hmm. But he is seeking here God and God affirms him. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, what, you know, what lessons as you're looking at this, what lessons can we learn from Jacob's long journey Mm -hmm. of spiritual uh, faith? Mm -hmm. What can we learn, Sabina?
3: No, we can go through ups and downs in our journey with God, and it's it's very important that we return to those places that we call, like, the Peniel or the Bethels that we have in life, because we are all, like Jacob, very vulnerable, and eventually we may be carrying some idols, you know, um, on our bags. So, it's important that we reconsider our lives constantly and constantly turn uh, to God to make sure that we can experience His blessing. Amen.
6: We're going to see here that uh, bef- you know that there's going to be another tragedy that hits Jacob and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis, would you read that for us here? Uh, verses 16 through 19. What other tragedy takes place in Jacob's family? And I'll be
7: reading from the New King James Version. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had a hard labor. Now it came to pass that when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Onai, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem.
6: Jacob faces tragedy. There's going to be a scandal in his family. Mm. But in spite of all that, we're going to see that he, his growth and dependence on the Lord grows. Let me ask you before we close, how has the Lord worked miraculously in your life, especially since you have decided to fully trust in mm. Him?
4: Mm. Mm.
2: Jason. God has been faithful, you know. Um, I've shared this testimony many times before, as far as me, uh, of new employment, and Lord knows I didn't deserve it, but of course, because of His grace and Him seeing far beyond my situation, you know, in the future, like He's dealing with, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it just wasn't them for that particular time. It was actually futuristic in a sense, and He has done it in my life as well, and uh, it's a blessing, because uh, now I can give Him the glory for it.
3: Amen.
6: God works in His own special ways as we learn to trust in Him, and that is a great lesson that we've learned here Amen. from Jacob's travels and his journey. So, Pastor Derek.
0: Thanks so much, John. Well, it's a humbling story, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you wish they would leave some of the difficult uh, messages out of the Bible, but it's all recorded because it's reflected even in our journey, isn't it, and for our learning, that you might avoid some of the mistakes that uh, those who've gone before us have made. But I'm just so thankful for God's amazing grace today, aren't you? Mm -hmm. For His immeasurable and unfailing love to the undeserving. And uh, it's interesting that God identifies Himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He doesn't just say Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Mm -hmm. Even the one who's failed, He comes with mercy and grace. Thank Him for that today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we're so thankful that you are able to give us a new beginning. You, you see our potential far beyond what we could imagine. We choose to surrender our lives wholly to you today, knowing that you love us with an immeasurable and unfailing love and will direct us all the way to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School today. Thank you, John, for that study. What a blessing to know that the God of Jacob is also our God, and that He shows us mercy and grace. He reveals His kindness to us. Accept that for yourself today, and then go out and be a blessing to those around you.